Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. First down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Eagles Unfiltered, powered by BetOnline.ag, the best sports betting website around. Remember, use promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to get 50% off of your matching of your initial deposit when you go on and sign up at betonline.ag. The Eagles are 5-0, looking to be 6-0. It's Dallas week. Go win some money. Use that momentum that the Philadelphia Eagles have right now and bring it into your wallet. Head on over to betonline.ag's promo code believe. Ed and I are doing it, and we're here to give you our game preview episode for Dallas week, Ed. It's exciting times. The Eagles are 5-0. Dallas is 4-1. They're looking very formidable. Their defense is... One of, if not arguably the best in the league right now, going against the Eagles defense uh, is only getting better and better and better game by game. It's going to be an exciting matchup, but I'm really excited for it. The only thing I'm worried about is I'm hearing so many different things about left tackle. Is Andre Diller going to start? Is Jordan Rolada going to start? I mean, he's practicing. What is your take on that? Because I saw what you tweeted. I've seen other people say other things. What's going on? What are you, what is, what is your feeling? Yeah, I tweeted that I had a sense that Dillard's going to play left tackle now. Does he start? I don't – I'm not really – think. I don't think he will. I think Milad is going to try to give it a go. Um, you know, he's got this shoulder. He's trying to get used to this harness. He doesn't seem real comfortable with it. It's not a harness, I should say. It's a sleeve that, you know, he's fiddling with. He has the trainers fiddling with it during practice in the locker room. He's, you know – messing around with it. He's got this cuff that's supposed to keep his right arm. What's from... the actual injury designation? Well, he's full go. He's a full go. I but... mean, like, is there, is this what they just limit his shoulder? They don't put anything else. Well, right. When you're a full go and there's no injury designation, then you're good to go, but it's a shoulder. That... I, I, you know how like Alshon Jeffrey played through the torn rotator. That's just the thing I'm coming off the top of my head. When Alshon Jeffrey yeah. played through the torn rotator cuff and nobody knew it. I mean, it has to be, he missed a game. It has to be something serious enough to make him miss a game and wear this brace. I wonder what he did. Well, he I think it, it popped out. I think he, you know, the shoulder popped out on him. And now they're trying to keep it in place and prevent it from happening again. Um, his range of motion isn't 100%. I'll say that. So, But I think he's going to try to go, and we'll see if he's successful. We'll see how he does. Um, unless Sirianni's just trying to keep the Cowboys, you know, that old competitive advantage thing that he's so fond of saying, uh, and he's going to start Dillard. I mean, Dillard played against Dallas last year and did a pretty good job against them. Um, but I think Dillard is going to try to give it a go, but I think Dillard's going to be there, um, you know, just in case Malata can't 
finish or he's struggling or uh, feels too restricted by that, that sleeve that he has to wear. Um, you know, my sense when I was in the locker room with both guys, and it was kind of interesting because, you know, Dillard comes in first and he's got a, a big ice bag strapped to his left forearm, which is what he broke, uh, you know, and now he's fine, but he had this big ice bag and then Malata comes in, you know, after everybody's done talking to Dillard, and he's got a huge ice bag on top of his right shoulder. I mean, it was like, okay, these guys are pretty banged up. And we asked to talk to him and the cameras were there from TV. And he said, all right, let me take this ice bag off. This isn't, doesn't look very encouraging. Uh, you know, so he wanted to take that ice bag off of his shoulder before he ended up talking on camera to any of us. But uh, it, they're both banged up uh, and we'll see how many snaps Melodic can give him. But I think he's going to try to give it a go. I believe so, too. And I'm going to tell you right now, even if it's Dillard in there, too. Look, I love Jack Driscoll. The left side of the offensive line is not for him. Like, he no, needs to stick no. on the right side, preferably a guard, if have, if need be, right tackle, because he's serviceable yeah. there. But left left tackle is just not his – and that's not his fault. It really isn't. You know, he's a good player, very good player, you know, and you could do much worse than what he did at left tackle. But, again, if your options are, are uh, Dillard with one arm and Mulata with arm arm, one arm, excuse me, you take that. So good news on both fronts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Driscoll, I mean, he was serviceable for two games. I mean, Eagles won both games. I mean, how oh, I like Driscoll. How I, just think was he? I mean, he, you know, he stepped in at a spot that he's very unfamiliar with, had very few reps at, and you know, he he did it, he did an admirable job. I mean, you can look at your film and study everything you want and give out your grades, but bottom line is Eagles won two games with him at left tackle, and that's all you need to know. No, I completely agree. He's serviceable. That's a great term to use for it. I just think, you know, Vance Joseph was smart enough to attack that weakness and Dan Quinn will damn well be smart enough to attack that weakness too. So preferably for this matchup, you get Andre Dillard or Joe Mulata. That's that's a, yeah. that's a good answer right there. So yes. another good answer that I've been seeing, Isaac Sayamalu. Well, hats off to Isaac Sayamalu. I don't think people yeah. are realizing how well he's playing this year though. And it, you and I have been screaming this from the mountaintop since last year. The guy is a great player. There's a reason why he started at right guard over Driscoll, who many thought should be the starting right guard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say I'm always playing at a Pro Bowl level. He's back. He's gonna. He, I mean, he, I know he ended the game early against Arizona, but he looks good to go, Ed. Uh, that's a good. That's a good sign for them to have the right guard been there because he's playing incredible football right now. Yeah, he he played all hundred percent of the snaps against Arizona. He left in that Jacksonville game Jacksonville, in the fourth yeah. quarter. Yeah, the fourth quarter he, he he came limping out with about twelve minutes to go, and that's when Sua Pettis stepped in there. Right. Um, so, you know, kudos to him, man, for being able to play. We all talk about Jason Kelsey and listen, he's grinding it out too. He, you know, at Thursday's practice, you know, we were watching and, uh, he, he came off the field and he looked like he was in a lot of pain after being out there for about 15 minutes that we were able to watch. He's going through drills and whatnot, but he came off with the trainer and he was wincing, didn't look real good. Now, you know, Suriani said that that's just, you know, he was limited, um, but he he had a hard time. So, you know, Kelsey will do whatever he can to get in there and and start and play every single snap because he's tough. But, you know, Isaac Ciamalo is extremely tough, too. He He's limping around when you see him in the locker room. You know, he's not walking with a normal gait. You can see that unless he's got that thing taped up, if it's not taped, you know, you can notice a little hitch in his gait and. That's concerning. Now, I know these guys, you know, they do whatever they can to get ready on game day. You know, they take whatever painkiller that needs to be injected into their ankle or their foot, whatever's causing them pain. And you hope that, you know, they can get through it. Uh, 
because you'd like to see an offensive line at full strength against the Dallas defense that, you know, 20 sacks is 20 sacks. They haven't given up more than 19 points to anybody. They can be run on, and that's what you hope this Eagles team is going to do with a healthy offensive line. But listen, even if Kelsey can't make it through and Cam Jurgens has to step in or Sua Opata has to come in for Driscoll or Landon Dickerson, who is also fighting through an ankle injury. Yeah, I was going to mention him next. Yeah, I mean, none of these guys are healthy up front. They really aren't. Uh, and I'm going to tell you right now, and this is not an indictment or anything because this is part of football. Injuries are part of football, you know, deal with it. But yeah. Having a mobile quarterback definitely wears on your offensive line. I'm we're learning that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. You know, they're 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 it, it bails them out a lot having a mobile quarterback. It does bail an offensive. Bails them out. You got to be incredibly athletic and you know make blocks down the field that you weren't you know casually making with a pocket passer. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's and not an indictment though. I'm not. Don't take that no. as a negative. Anybody that's listening, that's fine. You know, this that's how the Eagles win. I'm fine with it. You know, you win the way you win and. Again, injuries are part of football. These guys were getting banged up and went when Foles were in there just the same amount, too. I'm just, it's, you know, it notices a little bit more how their bodies are wearing tear because they're making these, you know, extra blocks or giving this extra effort downfield, uh, putting your body more at risk. So it is interesting to see. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. But, you know, these guys aren't healthy. We'll see if they can go the whole game because the good news is they can put it all on the line because no pun intended, but they're coming out of this game with a bye next week. So, you know, that that's helpful. That's very beneficial. It's coming at a good time for them. They have some guys banged up that could use it, um, especially on that offensive line. So, you know, hopefully they can get through it. And Lane Johnson re- remains steady as can be there at right Thank tackle. And it hasn't been any, through anything. Um, and you hope that continues Sunday night when they, he has to go against probably Micah Parsons most of the night. You know what else? It's an underrated storyline or underrated factor for the Eagles this year that, you know, would worry you in years past because Nate Herbert cannot play center. When they had a center coming in for Jason Kelsey and never got banged up, it was a bad snap. Cam Jurgens at least is a logical replacement or at least a above serviceable replacement. I don't think that's going to be an issue this time around. When Kelsey does miss those plays, you have a guy who's going to step in and be your eventual starter that you know is you're locked in there as your eventual starter at center. And very good guy at that at that too as well. So. Yeah, most, most definitely. Um, they have depth. Thing. They have depth at all the all those positions. Dillard, you know, he was activated Saturday afternoon from the IR. They put uh, Janarius Robinson on uh, injured reserve. I mean, I like this Janarius Robinson. Robinson, we haven't seen him play, but he's six five two sixty. I mean, he's a guy that was a fourth round pick of the Vikings in twenty twenty one. The Eagles claimed him when Derek Barnett got hurt. So now he's shut down, but I think he's a guy you can develop. But, uh, you know, having Dillard certainly helps the depth of this line because now he can be your backup left tackle. Opetta's your backup at either guard spot. And uh, Jack Driscoll's the backup to Lane Johnson. And, of course, Cam Jurgens at center. So, you know, the Eagles seven offensive line now that if, if something were to happen in game to one of these guys where, you know, the pain's too much to endure and they need to come out or get, you know, have a series or two off, the Eagles have pretty good depth to stick in there. Not just offensive line. They're actually looking at, oh, across the board. Uh, I, I, honestly, this is the year, the depth for the Eagles. Next man up mentality is fully embraced by this team five weeks in because Josiah Scott, I thought many teams would love to have a nickel corner play the way Josiah Scott has been playing in, in uh, replacement of Avante Maddox. And let's not forget, Christian Kirk, you didn't hear his name much when Josiah Scott was on the field. He's serviced himself very well against Rondell Moore as well, who is a very good factor for that Arizona offense this year. Ed, 
we're getting Devontae Maddox back, it sounds like, but Josiah Scott really did a very serviceable job. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, you're right. Again, depth, you know, that's what that's how you win games during the course of a season. Not every team stays healthy. Um, they're gonna be, you know, guys that's gonna miss time on every single team at various positions. And that's where you got to give Howie Roseman a, a big uh, slap on the back because he brought this depth in, you know, they brought Je uh, Josiah Scott in from Jacksonville uh, two years ago. This is his second year uh, in this defense. So uh, yeah, he played well, you know, Maddox of course is, you know, one of the better slot corners in the league. So yeah, it's great to get him back and it looks like he'll be a full go. You know, he had an ankle issue and, and again, these ankles, you know, you hope they can hold up for the course of however many snaps they have to be out there. But it's good to know that if Maddox can't play all 100 of them or, you know, 90% of the snaps, you have Josiah Scott waiting there, who's been battle tested now in two games. This might be just me missing it. When did, when did Maddox get hurt? He got hurt in practice. He That's got my hurt. thought. So yeah. I was like, because that, that just seemed like I, didn't, I don't remember that happening. Yeah. No, it got, he got hurt. And I think it was a Thursday or Friday practice before uh, Jacksonville. Um, same way Andre Diller got hurt right before the opener. I think it was, you know, like four days before they opened the season against Detroit. That's when he broke his forearm running. A, he said in the locker room that he, he had happened. He was blocking on a screen pass and somebody chopped at his arm and hit it in just the right spot and caused the fracture. So, you know, these injuries do pop up. Everybody says, oh, these practices are soft, but guys do get hurt during practice. And that's what happened with Maddox sprained an ankle. Uh, didn't think it was much, but cost him two games and same with Dillard hurt in practice with the fractured forearm missed the first five games. So, uh, you know, guys do get hurt in practice. Everybody thinks these practices are soft, but you know, the Eagles do practice and they practice pretty hard. So um, guys get hurt and Maddox got hurt then. And now he's back. Hopefully, you know, he can stay hundred percent healthy during the game. Jake Elliott too. Yeah. That's Elliott. Huge. I mean, Cameron Dicker, again, special teams player of the week, continued yeah. the tradition for the Eagles of having a player awarded a uh, week award. But uh, it's good to have, you know, it, I I think at some point during the season, he if the Eagles keep him on their practice squad, they might get poached for him because of the two yeah. big kicks that he made. But it is good to have that assurance on that practice squad. You know, it's a, it's a luxury because it doesn't yeah. really happen. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, he he's on the practice squad, at least through the weekend. What we'll see coming out of the weekend again, the team's on the bye week. Um, they're not going to add him to the 53 man roster, obviously. So he's 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 open season. Um, but Elliott's healthy and that, you know, that's pretty, pretty good thing to have too going into the game against Cowboys. When are they going to make a change upon returner, do you think? I mean, look, all right. So funny joke, not a funny joke, but. Sean Jackson goes on I'm athlete and he's like, oh, yeah, I know you heard this, but just to reiterate for everybody else, he's, he, he, he goes, I'm not retired, I'm a free agent. And he names the Eagles and the Packers. But honestly, and I'm not, I'm not being serious about this really at all, because I think, you know, you look at the, the Panthers, for example, and Andre Roberts over there who, you know, that team's going to have a fire sale. And if you're going to be looking for upgrades, I think the first thing you look at is punt returner. But I mean, hey, Deshaun, I mean, I don't think he'd say yes to it because he wants to roll, but yeah, no, they need I've... a punter to add. That's just the bottom line. I don't think Brendan Covey's it at all. Well, I mean, it, I know he's muffed a couple kicks and, you know, he he hasn't returned anything of great distance, um, but there's a lot that goes into that, too. I mean, he are they really blocking that well for him? I mean, I just think schematically 
to me, Michael Clay has to do a better job with these special teams units. I'm not sure you can say, well, Britton Covey's not, not any good. I mean, you know, he's been in the NFL for five games now. And the, uh, the Eagles have moved on from Deshaun Jackson. They're, they're not going to bring him back. Yeah, complete joke. I was, yeah, I'm yeah, but, but, yeah, I mean, I, listen, you got to develop these guys, you know, and the only way to develop them is to get them to play. I mean, I don't think whoever you bring in or whoever you use isn't going to go for any great distance because this special teams units, they're, they're just not really doing a good job blocking. I mean, look at Michael Clay's units. And listen, we're nitpicking. The Eagles are 5-0, and offense, defense. No, but- these things, no, I don't think this is nitpicking. I, I always think yeah. in the long run of this could be – this can decide a game. Absolutely. Field position in the playoffs is very important. And if I, I want them to have a guy because I hear you. I do agree with this because – at some point you're going to have to figure out it's not the it's not the guy returning these punts it's it's the blocking ahead of him because you know Rager had great return ability he's doing it for the Vikings right now they had no problem giving him that job despite the fact that he has no gaudy numbers doing so with the Eagles and I mean there's yeah. got to be a, at some point you got to look at what's going on at the body of work and stop blaming the returner but Ed I, I don't know man I the muff punts and and he's getting lucky with these muff punts and it just seems like that guy, yes, if you might be right, they might need to develop him, and there's a spot to develop a guy like that, the practice squad. Because I think if you're 5-0 and and you're making this championship run, and these games that really matter, because when you go up against the Buccaneers, you go up against, I don't even think the Rams are going to be there. Let's, let's put the Cowboys and 49ers in the conversation. And you're in the postseason against those type of teams, especially in those defenses, Field position matters the most, and I think you can take advantage of the most of field position with these special teams plays. So uh, I don't know if he's it, but I agree with you as well. I think we need to look at the body work, and not a lot of people are doing that. Yeah, I I don't know. I just question, you know, and and listen, Michael Clay talked earlier in the week, and he said that, you know, it's uh, look at the punters, how great they are in the league now. They're able to hang that ball up there for five seconds, and that makes it tough. And, you know, giving credit to the punters, but you know, you still have to come up with something scheme wise to open some holes. I mean, there just doesn't look like there's a lot of room for, for Covey to get through. There's not a whole lot of lanes. I mean, he had a 15 yard return last week, which was, you know, that's pretty sizable. And then, you know, but he doesn't do anything after that. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think that he needs the fair catch. He told me in the locker room once a few, few weeks ago that he doesn't like to fair catch the ball. I mean, because he always likes to thinks he can catch it and fall forward for two yards, but that's not going to work here in the NFL, I guess. You know, he needs to fair catch it, and that's what that's what led to the second muff. He didn't fair catch it. He thought that he could catch it and fall forward for two yards, uh, and and he couldn't do it. So, you know, these guys are faster at this level. Uh, He needs to understand that he can't make a you know a big play every time or even a catch every time and turn up field with it. So just fair catch it. I mean, he can catch the ball. It's just that he doesn't fair catch it. That's what happened against Arizona. And then that one in Washington, that wind was whipping, uh, you know, and that, that thing got caught up in the wind and he didn't get to where he needed to be. And then he tried to make a play, didn't get out of bounds with it when he caught it. Uh, so, listen, I mean, he, he's going to have his growing pains. And I, I don't know if you're willing to I don't know what you're going to have to give up to go get a punt returner. Uh, my my answer would be, let's try Devin Allen. You know, let's let's activate him for uh uh, give him a practice squad elevation here, but I don't think he's even working at punt return in practice. And I, I really don't have any idea why, because, you know, he's got speed. He can catch the ball, I think, uh, you know, but again, is he going to get as many yards as Covey's getting or not getting? I just think it's a whole problem with the scheme. This, this special teams unit has already given up the fake 
uh, punt for a first down that kept one drive alive in Arizona. They gave up the block field goal. Dallas comes in with a special teams unit that blocked a punt against the Rams last week that opened up the, the floodgates for them to score the first nine points of the game, I think. So, mm. you know, this is a weakness. And this, like you said, this is a, a phase of the game that can spell trouble for the Eagles and cost them a win. And it could happen Sunday night. I don't think stuff like this is nitpicking because if you want to keep talking about five and zero and we're this great team and put us at the top of the power rankings, then you better be able to take this type of criticism too and realize this is a major weakness. I, yeah. you know, for as wild as our criticism is for saying Steichen for one time, because I haven't heard this before, but I think it was deserved. I'm not gonna lie. The play calling against Arizona, I think you're you're trying to work with what you're given, and you got to give credit where it's due. Advance Joseph taking advantage of the Eagles' weakness on the left side of the offensive line, especially, but. Play calling was off, and it's fair to call it out and criticize it, but not enough criticism for Michael Clay. I agree. I mean, this this unit, uh, besides that Rager punt return touchdown against Green Bay in 2020, it's been a snooze fest. This special teams unit has been a complete snooze fest since Darren Sproles has been returning punts. They've got to do something, Ed. I really think when you're trying to beat Tom Brady and you're trying to beat, you know, this Dallas defense and, you know, so on and so forth and go on for days and you, these little extra yards matter. This this field position yeah. matters. So yeah, that's why I, we're nitpicking. You know, it's fine to nitpick when you're trying to talk about a championship team. If, yeah. if you want your team, if you're if you're satisfied with five and zero, and and you're just taking whatever else happens as progress, then that's fine. But we think this is a championship team. This team can get Pete for a Super Bowl with the window they're in right now. I mean, they won a Super Bowl last time the quarterback was on a rookie contract and the team was as loaded. So why not now? I mean. I think they can. So I'm going to nitpick the little things I think they can improve on. And again, this is stuff that you can improve on during the season. This is not stuff that ends your your year. Or you you have to go into the next year and hope you improve on. This is stuff you can improve on now. Right. And if you trade for a returner, Ed, I don't think you can give up much because during the Super Bowl year, they struggled with a returner too. And then and then Kenyon Barner just hit. Like when they had Kenyon Barner returning, they, it, it worked. He got you field position. He made some kind of dynamic plays back there. Uh, and they got him off waivers that year. So, uh, I don't think it's going to take much. They might even get one off waivers. Who knows when the trade deadline rolls around? We'll see. But yeah. I think that's a unit that's uh, improved for sure. But let's talk about some matchups that we really like before we even, because I think we should, after not the game preview episode, but after this episode, we'll get into more because the trade deadline is the first week of November. After this next episode, when we recap this game, we'll talk about some trade targets that we think improve this team because it, it'll be interesting to see if the Eagles are 6 0, how we think they improve. Or how we think they improve after five and one. Because I think our answers will be a little bit different then. So we'll see after this. But the matchup I really like, Ed, and I'll see if you agree with me. And because I know you get privy to some information and that we can't give out for the pod, but we'll see if you agree with me on this. I like slot wide receiver against their nickel corner in Dallas. You agree? Uh yeah, I certainly um Anthony Brown is not I he's not having a good year. Yeah, he picked on. He's the most targeted corner, the second most targeted corner in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly a matchup the Eagles can exploit, and they don't have to do it with Quez. You know, they can, you know, most. No, you're going to move your guys around. That's why it's a slot wide receiver. Because right, right, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think that's certainly a matchup that you could look for the Eagles uh, to try to exploit. And you know, of course, that might mean throwing the ball over the middle a little bit more if you're Jalen Hurts and. Uh, you know, let's see if he can do that. And, uh, you know, uh, he's I would want to-, to that game if you're passing because I, I you have to take Trayvon Diggs's playmaking ability threat as, uh, as seriously. 
Mm-hmm. And he's had he's had hurts his number before, and they're former teammates too at Alabama as well. I mean, you, I would I would hope you want to avoid him, to be honest with you, and respect the talent that he is. I mean, I know AJ Brown's gonna be matched up on him, and he does give up some big plays here and then, so you don't want to be afraid of him. You never want to play afraid, but uh, take advantage of where their weakness their weaknesses are at because that's where how you're gonna win this game the most. So, Anthony Brown is their biggest weakness in the secondary, in my opinion. I know they're going to run the brawl. The Dallas run defense is really weak. I know you're going to get into that a little bit, but uh, I do like whatever it's Devontae, whether it's AJ, but majority it's probably going to be Quez. I think Quez is going to score. I think he's going to have a nice game, to be honest with you. Uh, but you're going to take advantage of your slot wide receiver this week in the passing game, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, I think they can do some things with AJ Brown to get him open against whoever's guarding him. And he only had the three catches for 35 yards last week. Kind of went away from him. Uh, bad move. But I think you're going to get him involved um, as much as you possibly can. And I think Dallas Goddard could have a good game, too, um, at tight end. I mean, I don't think they have anybody that can really guard him particularly well. And uh, I think that's another matchup that I like is Goddard uh, in the pass game and and A.J. Brown in the pass game, whether he comes from the slot or from the outside. Um, you're going to use him in motion, put Smith in motion, but yeah, I think, you know, I agree. Quez Watkins could have a good game if he's the one in the slot. Um, but yeah, I think, I think this, you know, if Jalen hurts has time to throw the ball, you know, I think he can, uh, he, he can do some things in the past game. I like how you mentioned if he has time to throw the ball, because the, obviously the biggest threat going into this game is Michael Parsons and the player that he is, but I will say this. You got to give your credit to Jeff Stalin when it's due. When this team plays a premier edge rusher in big situations, they game plan for that specific player. Um, I I remember that play. I I fondly remember this playoff game against the Chicago Bears when the, the double doink the whole entire week. What are they going to do about Cleo Mack? What are they going to do about Cleo Mack? They, I'm worried about Cleo Mack. He's having a great year. Shut down Cleo Mack. I mean, time and time again. That's just a that's just one example. I don't want to keep going over numerous times, but they make these game plans for these premier edge rushers, and they let the other rest of these guys beat them. They need to do that against Dallas. Demarcus Lawrence does not show up against the Eagles. He's had three sacks against the Eagles in his career. Look, don't worry about him. Focus on Mike's Michael Parsons because if you take him out of the equation, then this defense is a whole different beast. And I think it's very beatable with the caliber of this offense because as much credit as you hear, you know, the Eagles haven't been playing that great of teams, which I think is bullshit, to be honest with you, but whatever. Uh, they they beat the first place Minnesota Vikings. But as much as you hear those, that, and, you know, give the credit for the Cowboys, Ed. With their backup quarterback, they beat the Super Bowl champs and they beat the, the, the Super Bowl losers. I'll give them their credit. Not the same teams this year, obviously, but I will give them their credit, especially doing that with your backup. I think that's very – they're playing smart football in Dallas. It's going to be a very tough game, but they haven't played the Eagles. As much as Demarcus Lawrence says Jalen Hurts hasn't played the Cowboys, they right. haven't played the Eagles. They haven't played an offense this dynamic because if, if, if you st- – look, the Rams can't pass the ball right now, and that's the only way they're going to beat you is through the air, and they can't pass the ball at all. Their offensive line is Swiss cheese. They sold themselves to the Super Bowl. Same thing with, with Cincinnati. They can't figure it out passing-wise either, and they caught Dallas at the wrong time too because their offensive line couldn't figure out a clue. Right. That's not what you're playing this week. You're playing. If you find a way to neutralize Micah Parsons like you have in years past, just outland, never going to question you. You know what you're doing. More so than I do this podcast. You're going to be fine. 
You're going to be fine against this defense. I think this is going to be a week where Philadelphia finally shows everybody nationally. I understand we're playing Dallas's backup. That's where Dallas is going to go with it. That's going to be their excuses. But we're we arrived. We're going to take this defense on, and we're going to score some points. And you guys are going to be like, "Whoa, you know, enough of the doubting." And I think it's been a tight game, good game. But again, I think the Eagles are going to put up some points that makes you think, like, "Wow, this is this team's for real." Yeah, well, absolutely, Parsons is a big part of that offensive game plan. And the thing is, they like to move him around. You know, they they move him to different parts of the line. So you're always going to have to know where number 11 is on the field. And you're going to have to know what to do with him where, wherever he lines up. And I think we'll have a good plan for that. I, I do. Um, you know, I might want to run right at him, you know, and 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 kick him out with a block, you know, uh, or, or read him. And. Uh, see what he's doing in the run game, but I would, I would, I would try to run right at him, uh, you know, and see if he can make plays in the run game. Um, I'm know. daring the rest of Dallas's front seven to make plays and and just yeah. honing in on him. Yeah, and 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 you know, another key is the run game. You know, you just say that. You know, the Eagles can run, and Dallas gives up yards on the ground, and they can run right at him. And you know, I would expect Miles Sanders. You know, this could be another big game for Miles Sanders, over 100 yards. Uh, Jalen Hurts is going to have to do some things with his legs, too, um, to soften up this defense and uh, to kind of keep them guessing. And I, and I think they'll be able to do that. I think the Eagles will be able to run the football against the Cowboys. And, you know, Nick Sirianni likes to run the ball. He, he doesn't get away from it. He'll commit to it. Um, and and I, I think we'll see, you know, a lot of yards on the ground in this game against Give the Give me defense. a favor. Next time you get Jamel Singleton or you get Steichen or – or even Sirianni, if you if you feel up to this, this is up to you. Ask them if you think Miles Sanders is running with a purpose this year because I think he's running with a purpose. I've never seen Miles Sanders run like this before, even his rookie year. I think he I, he's finding each hole. He's he's decisive. You know, he's not he's not. It seems like when I evaluated Miles Sanders before, he would just rely on his God given ability and take off and let everything else come to him. Yeah. Now. It looks like he's patient, and he didn't have any patience before. He, he looks like a patient runner. He's running with a purpose. I wonder if they would agree with that because it looks yeah, like a different awesome. – I think question. it's a different Miles Sanders. I think it's a completely different Miles Sanders, and I think that's something that should be taken note, note of of the coaching staff for think so as well because this is a coaching staff that, let's be honest, didn't utilize them as much as they could last year, and now they look – it seems to me they had no problem doing so, so – my my question would be to them is, do you think he's running differently this year because you're utilizing him in ways you didn't utilize him before? So you must really like what you have. Okay. So, yeah, that's a good question. It's I do think – I agree with you. I think it's a Miles Sanders game. When did we say this last year, though, Ed? We've done these preview pods before. We never, ever went into a game thinking this is a Miles Sanders game. Right. And now we, we confidently say that. I think this is like the fourth time we said that on a pod for a preview episode. It's yeah. different. It's a different – and – the way to think that way is because you're getting a different product on the field from this guy. Yeah. He's running with the purpose. Very patient yeah. runner this year and never he's was. Running before. For, he's running for a contract. You know, that's his purpose. He's running yeah. for a contract. He and wants, again, you and you and I said that multiple field. times. Yeah. You said that we've said that multiple times. Contract year, Miles Sanders is different, but uh, I, it, he needs to continue this though. Cause this is a, this is a different Miles Sanders. I mean, I've read a stat today that I thought, yeah, this is where I think he's at right now. He has the most rushing yards through five games of any Eagles running back since LaShawn McCoy mm-hmm. okay. in nine years. 
in nine years. I yeah. mean, that he's running like all pro from McCoy right now. That's very good. You never saw that from Miles Sanders before. So open your eyes to it, people, because this guy's great. And this is like the fourth time Ed and I are talking about a Miles Sanders game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see some Tracer. All right. All right. You finally got me here. Ed said this the last time we were on the pod. And again, we're gonna we're gonna end the episode with our predictions after this. But Ed said this last time on the pod, and I'm a Kenny Gainwell fan. He's kind of disappointing me a little bit this year, to be honest with you, for how high I talked about him uh, this offseason. But he's still going to be fine. He's still going to be a contributor. But I'm with Ed. Sprinkle some Trey Sermon in there. I'm with you. I don't. I, the linebacker core is weak. Punch them in the mouth with their front seven. Run right at them. And what's the best way to do so? But by giving your bruiser back on this roster some opportunities who had two carries for 19 yards against Jacksonville and looked pretty good in those carries. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Give, uh, give yeah. Trey Sermon his opportunity this week. Pound the ball. I would like them to see the carry the ball. I would like to see the Eagles have a 52% rushing game, 48% passing game against Dallas. Might get it. Might get I that. They so. had good balance all season long in the run pass. Uh, percentages but as far as sermon goes i mean i'm not even sure he's going to be active now i mean you know he had his window where they could try to use him but now boston scott's healthy kenny gainwell's healthy and miles sanders is healthy so to me i I forgot about boston scott yeah i think those three are going to be uh be the guys that are going to be active i don't think trey sermon will be active but you know i would have liked to have seen him with more snaps last week and more carries but the eagles didn't go that direction now we're just gonna have to wait and bide our time until you know, until who knows when. But I would suspect that he'll be uh, back as an inactive on Sunday. Uh, just to guess. I forgot about Boston Scott. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I forgot. Yeah, he's playing. If yeah. he's healthy, he's probably playing. You're right. I would. Yeah. I think I agree with you. I think he'd be. In it. Wow. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> got me sold on that dream too. I was like, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I know. Against I know. Dallas's weaker linebackers, why not pound it with Trey Sermon? But I'm with you, Miles Sanders League for sure. What is your score prediction, though? Um, well, like I said earlier, Cowboys haven't given up over 19 points in a game. I think the Eagles will go over 19 points. I, I think it's going to probably be a little on the low-scoring side, but I think the Eagles will find a way. Uh, and listen, let me say this, too. I think the link is going to be, like, extra loud tomorrow night, Sunday night. Look at what the Phillies did. I mean, this town <laughs> is electric right now. Philly's knocking out the Braves in a, in a very, very loud Citizens Bank Park. And now this fan base is so energized and they're going to come out Sunday night and they're going to be even more vocal than you've probably heard them in the past. I mean, not only is it Cowboys, but they're riding high. So I think the crowd's a huge X factor in this game. And I think that's going to make life tough for Austin Rush. Uh, no, sorry, Cooper Rush. Um, I can't believe I said Austin Rush. He was one of my wrestlers that wrestled for me. Uh, Cooper Rush, I think, is going to have a hard time operating in a, in a very loud, extra loud environment with this crowd, just this whole Philadelphia fan base. I mean, Connor, it's an unbelievable. You get uh, what you put in. They're 5-0. Yeah. and oh. They look like a championship caliber team. And then yeah. they have the, the stadium next door that's going to the championship series. Yeah. I mean, they can't I, beat it. No, this fan base is energized and they can feel something special happening. So they're going to they're going to really come in tomorrow night or Sunday night and they're going to make life hard uh, for this offense of the Cowboys. So, you know, that coupled with the fact that I think the Eagles can move the football and they can put points on the board. I think they're going to win 24 to 17 in this game. Uh, I think they'll do a good job holding Dallas down to 17 points. So 
Um, yeah, 24-17 is my pick, Eagles. All right. I don't care how good Dallas's defense is. If you lose at home to Cooper Rush and this Dallas team without Dak Prescott, look, Cooper Rush is doing a great job for them. I think talking about the quarterback switch is a joke, though, complete joke. He's he's playing like a game-managing backup on a team that's playing smart football, balanced football with a great defense. That Dak Prescott's their unheralded quarterback by far, their most talented quarterback by far. If they lose... To Cooper Rush, without that Prescott, they are frauds. The Eagles are frauds. The five windows of fraud record, they're not as good as what we thought they were. Wow, okay. Dennis Green, they're not as good as what they thought. I mean, they are what they thought that we they thought they were. No, the Eagles will not be at all if they lose to Cooper Rush. I, this is a make-or-break game, for real. I'm not kidding. I don't care that they'll be 5-1 after and the season won't be over. It tells you, like, that's a huge story. That's a huge answer that they'll get from this game of what type of team that they are and what type of team they'll be viewed throughout national media if they lose to Cooper Rush's led Dallas Cowboys team at home. Yeah. At home. Getting a lot of love. If it was away, I would not be as harsh. I would not be as harsh. But if they they drop the ball at home. Yeah. Yeah. Not what we thought they were. Not what they thought they were. Listen, Cowboys listed Dak Prescott as questionable. I mean, wouldn't that be kind of a curveball if they, you know, the Eagles are thinking Cooper Rush and then, bam, all of a sudden here comes Dak Prescott. I mean, it – they could do it. They could do it. I don't think they will, but that would really be a big curveball for them to throw. You know, it's funny. I heard this to the grapevine, and it's like to the funniest way I've heard this too. And I'm not going to say how, but it was just the funniest way I heard it. And you bring it up a lot. This competitive advantage that Nick Sirianni talks to you guys, talks to the media about, people think it's a joke. Like, Apparently, Cliff Kingsbury thought it was a joke too, and kind of trolled about it too as well. I th- I kind of think Dallas would have shocked me if they threw Dak Prescott out there and was like, "Yeah, we were just joking. We were just trying to get the competitive advantage." But saying Cooper was starting because Nick Sirianni yeah. does it. Like they, I'm not saying they make fun of it, and I'm not saying they actually help. But I don't think anybody thinks it helps at all, and that's why they make fun of it. Because I think you don't think it helps either, and you you kind of poke about something about it. And I never thought anything about it but then this person told me yeah Cliff Kingsbury was joking all week with stuff because he hears Sirianni doing it yeah. like oh yeah competitive advantage competitive advantage like nobody takes that seriously but Sirianni it seems like so uh would it shock me no because I kind of think Jerry Jones would he's the guy who listens to the stuff through the media and I think he would think yeah if Nick Sirianni's gonna do it that way I'm gonna do it too then and so it wouldn't shock me yeah and Dak wants to play I mean um, I just remember that one time he played against the Eagles where he wasn't 100%. And he looked awful. And I, all yeah. you heard from Dallas media and fans, all the excuses was Dak wasn't 100%. Right. right. If he plays, I don't want to hear any excuse. I hope he plays. I want to go against Dak Prescott. I want to see what this Eagles team is really made of. And you're not getting the full answer against Cooper Rush, but I'm telling you right now, Dan Quinn is leading the – I think it's the best defense in the league right now. Mm-hmm. If, they beat out, if they beat the defensive best defense in the league, at home, convincingly, I think they're going to win 28 to 17, by the way. Okay. If they do that. If they put up 28 points against a team that's averaging 19, I'm telling you right now, they're for real and they're here. But if they don't, if they lose, we're wrong. Guys, we're wrong. We're wrong about that. We're wrong. It's going to be because you're going to see Dallas again in Dallas, healthy Dak by then. They're going to make some kind of trade deadline addition because they're, they're better than they thought they were going to be. 
They're going to. I, I can already see. I just foresee it. They did it last time with Mark Cooper. I, I think this something like that along the lines wouldn't shock me either. So, yeah, yeah. you're going to get a better Dallas team in November, right? They play in November. No, December. Excuse me. The Christmas Eve. Yeah, December yeah. 24th. Yeah. December in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Where seating's on the line. Yeah. And Dallas already has a game up on you because they beat you. Yep. So, yes, I do think the Eagles will be frauds if they lose this game. So I had the winning 28 to 17, and let's see it. I wouldn't be surprised if it's more. This is the type of game where the energy is buzzing in Philadelphia, where you're like, this is it. This this Eagles team's for real. Enough of the questions. Go out and seam roll them. And the last time they did that, they won 44 to 6 against Dallas. So, all right. So you got them 11 points. All right. We'll see how it works out. We'll see. I got. Yeah. I I really want to see it. I really want to see a, a convincing win against a Dallas team that doesn't have their starting quarterback, and you should take care of business against them. You're five and zero. Yeah. Let's believe the hype. Let's see it. Let's go. All, All right, right, guys. I like it. I like it. We'll we'll see you for the recap episode. Thanks for tuning in again. We'll see you soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20.